Hello, you're mate. Right. You're right. See how quick I'm getting in now to install. <laughs> this is the second third life today. Uh, second. I did the Just Jay's thing with uh, Jess. Amazing. She smashed it. That was our first one. Yeah, that was really good. Really good, actually. Uh, worth a watch. It was, you know, dynamic. 27-year-old. Absolutely nothing in common whatsoever. Brought together by the course. And just go at it. It's really good. It was really good. Who's in? Pandemakada. Yo, what's up? Oh, and Jess is in as well. There she is. Just singing your praises, lady. You smashed it today. So I came off of that. Wow. I'm going to watch it after as well. So I'm looking forward to that one. I've heard yeah. about it. Well, tonight's a big one, Mr. Thomas. It's a good subject. It's a really good subject. And I'm going to let you introduce it. Okay, um, so me and James have conversations pretty much about everything in life now, meaningful conversations. And a big part of my life was a lot of trouble that I used to get myself into, which always uh, involved alcohol. And I got to a point where it really affected my life, affected all the people in it. And I got myself into a really bad state, I guess. Um, yeah, and I decided to completely knock it on the head. And that was about three years ago in March. And my whole life has completely changed from that. And it's not the alcohol, it's everything that's come with it. And I think that's um, a big part of my journey. And it's something that I, I like to talk about my story on that one, because it has been so impactful for me. But along that way, I've, I've met a lot of other people and it's inspired them or they've inspired me. And yeah, there's loads of teachings and insights that you get from that. So I'd, I'd like to uh, to put that out there, really. So you <clears throat> quite openly, you had a problem you think you feel with alcohol. The problems that come in my life. That man, you shout out to you. <laughs> that's Matt, Matty from uh, Fitness First. Is that Matty from Fitness First? Matty, what a diamond. Mate, shout out to you, brother. Loads of love. That's wicked. Sorry, Hazard. That's lovely. Blast from the past. Yeah, so <laughs> I, um, if I'm thinking back, I, I used to get myself, when I went out, I'd go, I'd get drunk. I had no off button. I always had a bad memory. I always forgot my nights. Always woke up with regret. Always did stupid stuff. It was like, my mates would send me into the nightclub and expect something stupid or I'd be that the imbecile one doing stuff without even thinking about it, just completely lost. And that become an identity for me as well. But as I started getting more responsibilities in life and my business and stuff, it weren't serving me at all. And I went through a period where I did get arrested <laughs> more than once, all drink related all wrong place, wrong time. Like, I'm not aggressive, I'm cheeky, very cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, and, and it got to a point where I, I was in a cell in Spain for 40 hours in my swimmer shorts. And <laughs> I didn't know why, I didn't know how I got in there. I literally was staring at the, the, the cell with piss coming in from the other cells. Yeah. And, uh, and I literally, like, I've got no control of my life right now. And, yeah, after that, I just said I'm not drinking ever again. And that's been three years in March. That's amazing. And do you know what? It's very serious what you said, but we know the way we laugh about it and why we laugh about it is because this is it's to be okay with that fact. I mean, what's interesting is, I mean, really funny, Matt, popped up then because it reminded me so i called you when we first met that was almost that was like your journey into that life really wasn't it because <laughs> i remember going out with you uh and alex and your mate uh to that party and off your trolley <laughs> God, you was only how old was you then 20 20, 20. wow I remember thinking, yeah, he, he's uh, he's off his tits when he's off his tits. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, mate. But listen, you know, to come back, I have an awful issue 
if I get drunk, is that I black out. Literally black out and have no memory whatsoever. And the thing is, I'm I'm not a I'm open hands up in the air. Take this one. I'm not a nice drunk, and it's an awful thing. And it's interesting because for me, I'm not going to go into it on this, but it it clearly now dealing where this all sort of started for me and in a dark place. Um, it makes perfect sense that somewhere along the line, my wiring as that feeling of like, because honestly, has a like, like you said, I've woke up. I never forget one night. I went out with, funny enough, one of the guys I met when I was banged up, really lovely fella, Kay from South London. We went out, um, and it was we. I was being so good. I was on parole at the time, right? <laughs> and um, we went out to a club in. Uh, oh, what's that club in? It's a big one. It's in Chinatown. Anyway. He was the designated driver this night. That was it, agreed. So, cool, because I, I, I went with my guy, I, I held my face. But um, oh, anyway, point being, the last thing I remember that night was me thinking, right, time to go home. Thank goodness Kay's driving home, right? And uh, <laughs> so I went looking for him. Where is he? I found him standing up to sleep against the pillar. So, and that's the last thing I remember. But what actually, then I woke up. Um, yeah, in the prison cell, and it is awful because you also don't know. And this is a serious side. You don't know what you could have done in that period. I had, thank goodness. Have you seen? Again, this isn't funny, but do you know that film? Uh, what's the film with Leonardo DiCaprio where they they do the drugs and he imagines him driving home one way, and then you see actually how he drove home. Yeah, Wolf of Wall Street. Right, so I thought I must have been that driving normally. I must have thought that, but when the police spoke to me in the morning, they said, you know, we we followed you for about three quarters of a mile and you was just literally scraping on every single car from one road to the other. And I thought, why didn't you stop me earlier, first and foremost? Why did you let me do so much damage? But anyway, it awful feeling. So it, it's not funny. It's I could have I could have hit someone. All joking aside. I could have hit someone uh, and killed them, and that's not funny at all. So, yeah, there, there is... Alcohol is really dangerous, you know. The fact that it's legal, and... Am I right? I'm sure I'm not far off the mark when I say it's as addictive as the most addictive type of drugs and kills more or as much as any other Class A drug. I'm not, I don't think I'm far off the mark with yeah. that. There's loads of stats to show that it's the most harming um, substance that we use in terms of how it affects people. Um, death rates are high from there, um, but it's, it's the things that it leads to. I think it, it, I call it now, and again, guys, I'm not telling you that this is the way that you should be and you should stop drinking. I'm just telling it from how... I've experienced it and what it's done for my life. But I, I ever since it's been out of my life, I, I see it as the poison because all the bad things that happened were with alcohol. I've done drugs before, but the alcohol made it worse. I, I forgot my nights because of the alcohol. I went into stupid mode because of the alcohol. It was like I didn't need that bit, but it was the easiest thing to get your hands on, which was legal, obviously. You could literally drink as much as you want and go and you just disappear. And, and, and I wasn't happy where, where I was. And, and that was an escape. And it was this, I call it like your character that you play. Like I was then known as that stupid idiot. But I had to, that stupid idiot, like place first of all, to be that person. And, and then you wake up with regret and what you said, like not knowing. Mm having that to live with of something happening that bad and you don't even remember, but yet everyone knows that you did it. That for me eats me away inside. And I like it affected my life. It was the other people close to me, like my parents I have to phone them up and say where I am, my business partner, the amount of times where I fucked up and that's impacted our business and around you as well. So, it's it goes more than just on yourself and i think that's what really was 
my suffering it was like wow i'm just letting myself down with all the people that i love mm. but that's in control of which i could have been so yes it's it's been a, a i'd say my own spiritual awakening from that because from deciding not to do it first of all and sticking to something you've decided to do that's empowering on its own but on that journey uh, uh, along the way which I'll, I'll cover some of the points that i picked up from there that's then really excelled me and you've seen my change over the last three years that i had put a lot of it down to that first point of deciding that it's not serving me i i don't want it in my life at all anymore it's interesting because i we've really properly reconnected over the last three years since this all took place and it's funny if you had been even if you was doing what you're doing now but still being hazard on the drink it would be hard i don't think i would have took you on as my life coach in the first place <laughs> to be completely honest with you only because and that's very stereotypical and egotistical of me but i would have seen something as a flaw uh, being completely honest and again this isn't telling someone not what they should or shouldn't be doing the reason I'd be seeing it as a flaw is because I see it in a, as a flaw in myself so to then sit and know that yeah it's a difficult one it would have been, it would have been sorry that keeps turning it would have been you were different that's why you know that that is definitely why and um, I mean just to put things in perspective as well um, from my experience okay so when when i was away okay when i was um in prison the amount of people that were in prison on manslaughter charges for and it was all drink black tap don't, i don't know what happened you know got, I, I was drunk in a bar don't remember i pushed someone fell over bandy head, died now honestly i'm not i'm not exaggerating it um there is it's a very common common conviction um and that person is often, you can see, that's theirs to live with as well. They, you know, we say about living in the now and staying present. That's very difficult. I can only imagine when you've got something like that on your conscience as well. And, and, and you know, it is a, mate, what you did was a big thing. Stopping drinking when you've already had experiences, like I can share, it's not a judgment, where you've blacked out and could have done anything, absolutely anything, and you wouldn't have been sitting in now, and you would have been your well, your soul would have been in a in a different state of damage. I I could only think that anyway because it's yeah, it's that feeling of dread when you wake up. You what have I done? You know, you know that, well. yeah, and that's the soul thing. Your soul yeah. waiting for you. Like wait, do you fucking wake up? And as soon as you wake up, goes just look at you. <gasps> Ah, oh, and it and it's and it's then for me knowing I ain't gonna remember. I'm gonna find out and not remember. Yeah. Horrible. And we keep talking about the soul, but that's a perfect for most people they go out and they just say, I don't want to drink tonight. I really don't fancy drinking. And yet so many people have had that thought of that they've said it and yet they wake up the next day or they go to bed the next day at five o'clock in the morning and then there's that regret because you lied to yourself and that is your soul suffering because your, your words are commanding so if you say you're going to do something and you don't you beat yourself up same like going to the gym i'm going to go to the gym today and you don't and you feel so shit for it but you still don't go your soul suffering there so by telling like something about alcohol where it really fucked my life up and it was a point where I had to change for me to say no I'm not drinking anymore if you met like there'd be drinkers lads and, and that what the fuck are you doing are you pussy boring like the youth I don't trust people don't drink I'm like okay so boring and, and so all these things initially I would I'd have justify the reason why I would have like a wine glass and pretend it was wine but it's water and I was drinking <laughs> elderflower just uh, at a wedding and yeah to start with it was that trying to justify the reason why to be cool and fit in but 
from an energy standpoint and the, all the spiritual stuff, you're giving away your power all the time. Like you decide yeah. to do something, yet you're still trying to justify it. But the moment I started speaking my truth, and it was some friends Belgium drinkers, and I took them to a nice place in London. They must have had about 13 pints, and every, <laughs> every round, come on, have a drink, go on, don't be so boring. And I was like, now nah, I'm not drinking, now nah, I'm not drinking. And the difference is, is no, I'm not. Oh, I don't want to drink tonight. I'm not going to have a drink, maybe not. They sense that. As soon as you say no, with confidence, they won't, they're, they're asked, but then. The whole change. I'm confident with it. I don't drink. There's not even a why not. I just doesn't serve me. I'm happy. I'm really happy with life at the moment. They can't challenge that. That's then I realise that their insecurities. So I don't want to keep waffling. We we'll go back and forth. But I've got so many insights from how people react to you when you say you're not drinking. And there's there's like there's. There's three reactions that normally happen. One where they don't, they don't care. It's just like, okay, cool. There's ones where they try justifying. They got a drink in hand. They'd be like, I don't normally drink because I don't really have that much. Just now and then. And it's like, <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. And then you get the people that just don't trust you. Like, they won't even talk to you. And, and before, again, it's like, why are they not talking? I've realized that there could be some truth in there's some insecurity on their side that, they're going to be that character and i now can see it i can remember all of it it's not like we're doing it together mm. or they're not impressed with the way that they act and they might think that i'm coming from a judgment place which i i don't and it's really interesting to watch <laughs> uh even dating before when i was going on dates <laughs> i got a funny story on that one as well <laughs> got it <laughs> you're going on dates and stuff you want you want when impressed, right? So if you say, oh, I don't drink, that, that could be an instant off-put. So one girl come in and she goes, she sits down, good looking, um, and she goes, oh, I'm dying for a drink. Pulls a wine menu. What are you drinking? So I'm like, oh, I don't drink alcohol. I'm, I'm, I loved it. What? Start shaking. <laughs> shaking. And then um, I was like, it's cool. Like, honestly, you, you have it all. And she's like, and she's looking for like a non-alcoholic drink but she's reading the wine menu she's like <laughs> Where, where's the non-alcoholic and uh, uh wait uh, that's the wine menu <laughs> <laughs> and it, it was really interesting like she was so uncomfortable because the one thing that she wanted to do not being comfortable with herself to get slaughtered and then be okay with that. And, that and and that's how i used to do dates i used to go in you get smashed you go back don't remember have some fun and that's not really getting to know someone is that the thing <laughs> you, be with? you don't remember any of it you don't remember it that's the worst thing yeah i oh, don't yeah i'm not going to trade stories with you you can take that and keep that one <laughs> no but i mean again this is what I mean, and this is this is the problem with drink. It's it is poison. It is a fact. You you keep drinking alcohol, it's gonna kill you in one way or another. Like that's not a myth. But yet it's been normalised so much. It's it's cheap as well. You know you can you think how cheap you can get alcohol for. It's another thing, and readily available. Um, but yet again. Serious subjects, domestic violence, child abuse. Like, there's so many things that it's, it's again, it, people blame alcohol. It's, at the end of the day, it's, it's not the alcohol. It's not it's your choice to drink the alcohol as well. And uh, as I say, I'm looking at myself when I say that every time. Uh, because I, I've, like you said, I'm in that stage of, oh, I'm, I'm stopping drinking. What do I mean? I'm stopping drinking. Either stop and you've stopped and because it's a, it's, a, it's a definitive, that's it, or I'm excusing myself. But the truth is, because I've cut back so much and I haven't got drunk in so long, why, why do I even have the odd one? And it's not judging, again, so people say, oh, I just have the odd one to relax. Okay, for myself, 
I could just relax and play with Leo. Leo, do you know what I mean? And uh, so yeah, it is. And this is a problem across the. I mean, we're similarish of age, thirty-three, thirty-nine. Our sort of generation. That's all it was, wasn't it? I mean, we was work, we were working as personal trainers. You still are. I'm, I, even I was fit back then. We was going out and basically just undoing everything we'd done for a week in a night by getting on it. And yeah, there was a lot of fun times. You know, it's part of growing up as well. Well, again, is it? As if you choose it to be, I suppose. Um, but what it leads to and the damages it causes for, like you said earlier, like your mum and dad. Uh, oh, mate, I remember one birthday. Oh, terrible. So I I drove back from South London, Woolwich, to East London. To this day, I don't remember a part of that, that drive. This was, I was only young, uh, you know, at the time. I was early, early 20s. Um, it was on my birthday as well, driving back to my family home. Um, for some reason, was convinced, even though the whole family were in waiting for me for my birthday, that no one was answering the door. So I climbed over next door neighbour's fence, um, fell over, like, you know, just a complete, absolute, absolute mess. And I look back on it and I think, that's terrible. You know, if you saw yourself doing that, imagine seeing yourself yourself doing the stuff that you've done to end up in Spain in that you'd think what a twat what an absolute twat what am I thinking that's what interests me for me is what happens when I have blacked out because I know I'm not at first I used to think oh, am I just saying it because I'm embarrassed am I, is my mind that strong that I could do? it's not like there's definite blackout 100% there's blackouts what is then in action in that blackout is it my soul if it's, if that's my soul then i'm an arsehole <laughs> because the shit you do is is not nice do you know what i mean it's dangerous as well it can be nasty i'm going to fight don't remember them woke up with black eyes how bad is that you know i've potentially hurt another human being and not even remember it's terrible when you break this stuff down really it's not funny uh, it's not laddish either none of this it's it's dangerous yeah, it is. it is. It has a massive impact as well. It's, it's, you said it, I, I, I used it with my clients. Record, imagine just recording your whole night. And what people do when they're drunk, they get on tables and they jump on the head first onto the floor and they run and do handstands in a club and fall over. And what are you doing? Like, really think about it. Are you impressing anyone? Not really. At the time, it might be funny. Are you looking after yourself not really it's quite dangerous i yeah and, and and then you've got you've got that identity for a long time that people know you and again i work with people where that is their character the lad that goes out and drinks 24 pints and they can handle it and the suffering comes for the rest of the week it's the it's at the added on with the anxiety and all the stress from work you're setting yourself up for failure by putting that much stress on yourself in the first place. Like it's, it is something that I would get people just pay attention to the whole journey of it, because yes, in the moment you're, you're enjoying it all, but really ask yourself, like, is this worth it the next day? Because if you can go out and say, yeah, I'm drinking tonight. I'm going to have a few. I know. And you wake up in the morning, at least you can deal with that headache and that hungover because you prepared yourself. You've, communicated with yourself but it's when you say i'm not doing it watch the suffering especially the older you get it hits you so hard but yet i used to blame work for my anxiety and stress it wasn't i used to go really hard at the weekends because i used to hate where i was in life and my weekends was relaxing but if you look at it from my body my body was working overtime trying to fucking keep me sober and and with all the stress I was putting on it, my body's not rest, relaxing. It's the same with clients that go on holiday for that one week a year and they get smashed every single day. That's not relaxing. Yeah, you're switching off from life, but your body's hurting every single day. And then you're going back into your life, which you meant to have a break from, more stressed. Mm. I don't know why, I just had, uh, because you see some people join, it'd be really interesting to see from a female's perspective as well 
because obviously the, I remember girls that were very similar um, and just how it affected them. Because, yeah, it would be interesting if it is that same dreaded... I probably, it probably would be, wouldn't it? It's just, what have I done? Because that is, that is the worst part of, about it, is, is you, the second you wake up, the second you wake up, it hits you. And then it is... And, it's, and, and the soul, you get that message of, you've done it again. You know, like in yourself, you know, oh, I've done it again. Yeah. What's my excuse this time? I'm never going to do it again. Mm, really? He said that quite a few times. No, this time it's different. <laughs> Why is it different this time? What different reason can I give from the last time I said it?